You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning, Real Presence Radio listening family. Thank you for continuing to be with us on this beautiful morning of the Solemnity of the Feast of Saints Peter and Paul. My name is Amanda Ellerkamp. I'm joined by my lovely co-host and friend, Kelly Schneider. Uh, it's gone so fast. I can't believe we're to the last segment already. We say that with every guest. We need more time. We need yeah, more time. So uh, we are coming to you live from Queen of Peace Parish in Dickinson, North Dakota, in Southwest North Dakota. And we are privileged to have in our studio this morning live, Mr. Jerome Richter. How are you this morning, sir? I'm great, ladies. It's wonderful to be here. It's a privilege. So good. I'm so glad that you happen to be in the area and you were able to join us. So um, just real quick for our listeners that might not know you. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, Jerome, before we dive into our topic today. Wonderful. Well, thank you, everyone. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, my name is Jerome Richter. I grew up right outside the Bismarck area. Um, from there, went off to uh, college, then to the seminary for a year. Uh, found out that's not what the Lord was calling me to do, but uh, found my niche, if you will, in my calling in education. And then started teaching at St. Mary Central High School in Bismarck. Did that for 11 years, loved every moment of it, and then for the last 12, going on 13 years now, uh, I've been at the University of Mary, doing a number of different things, and today I find myself as the Executive Vice President at the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, and, I, and I, I, I don't think we're going to get kicked out of the parish here. <laughs> I, I know the pastor. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that he likes me, but he does have to deal with me. Uh, and so... Uh, he is the seventh of 14 kids, and I'm the 11th. So we're 7 11 uh, nice. in the family. Oh, we should have had Slurpees to celebrate. <laughs> exactly. With, a, with some taffies yeah. and some Slurpees. I noticed we, we didn't have you scheduled back to back, so I thought maybe that was just to avoid a little sibling rivalry or, yeah. or something. Well, there is no real rivalry, right? Yeah, right. I mean, I'm not going to force it on you, but I know who's favorite. Got it. Yeah, right, right, we, we won't yeah. talk about that. Uh, well, um, so you wear um, you know multiple hats and over the years, and now at the yeah. University of Marion, changing roles. But um, Kelly and I were interested to have you on this morning because you, in the past, have been very involved with the Rising Senior Rome Pilgrimage that has run at the University of Mary. Um, and as as luck uh, would have it, Kelly and I both have daughters that are currently uh, in Rome on the yeah. pilgrimage. It was their last day today. They, they're they going to come back home to us tomorrow. So we're anxiously awaiting to hear all things about their pilgrimage, particularly if they got to see the Holy Father today. And there's all sorts of excitement um, in, in this great feast and solemnity in Rome. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about maybe how did you first get started in that, uh, in, in taking students to Rome? Well, let me, let me start with just talking about today. Uh, so it's the Feast of Saints Peter and Paul, as you guys have beautifully mentioned a number of times. But there's no place in the whole wide world, right, where the Feast of Peter and Paul is more important than in the eternal city of Rome. I mean, it's like the 4th of July, Christmas, all happening at once <laughs> over there. Right? They're lighting off fireworks for days on end mm -hmm. because this is where the two princes of the apostles spilt their blood and are the seedbed for the church. And now we go to see Peter. Literally, we go to see Peter and these young ladies, your beautiful daughters, and 131 other hmm. young people just had the chance to go on the Scavi tour underneath St. Peter's yes. to see St. Peter's bones. And then today, it's like it comes to a beautiful conclusion. After they've uh, 
seen the bones of St. Peter's. They've seen five other apostles throughout the city of Rome that they visited the tombs. They've had mass around all these things. They went up to Assisi. They saw St. Francis. All of a sudden they end it with seeing Peter again. Mm-hmm. But it's Peter walking around. Yeah. It's, it's Pope Francis, who is Peter, who is the vicar of Christ, who these young people at 17, 18 years old start to realize, holy cow, I am part of something that is beautiful, that is big, and here comes everyone, right? Because they, they just went to Mass. They just went to Mass with Pope Francis mm-hmm. together with their chaplains, with some of their teachers, and there's, there's just nothing better to see the universal nature of the church and how important it is that we undersell, understand ourselves as a, a, a piece of something that is much, much bigger than myself, but I myself have a part to play. And so, going back to the beginning of it, and I appreciate you uh, asking the question, Amanda. Um, this pilgrimage is only the second time since 2001 that I haven't been <laughs> with the students. And so it's been a little bit, uh, I have to admit, it's been a little bit hard uh, to, to see the pilgrimage happen via photos <laughs> and, and through a website. Uh, but it still uh, makes me so proud to see what is happening and how strong our leadership is in our young priest, how strong our leadership is in John Dinkle, who's mm-hmm. uh, the representative from the University of Mary. And then remember, we have a home over there. So the University yes. of Mary has a campus over there, so we have a, a place that is theirs. And so we can fit as many as up to 150, and they have a campus so that they can stretch their legs, they can go out and they can play in the grass. It's safe. Uh, it's, it's a gated uh, community right on the edge of Rome. And so it's wonderful. It's It's like all things coming together. And then because it's our campus and the university is very generous to the high schools in this regard, it's affordable. You know, uh, what they're able to do in 12 days, if you were going with some other tour company, it'd be double the cost. You know, we're keeping it under uh, $4,000 and that's with paying the airfare. And let's just say, um, I don't write love letters to Delta. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, I, always, I always joke with the parents. You know, there's that old song by Charlie Daniels, you know, the, the devil went somewhere. <laughs> and I know exactly where he went. He went to Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> and that's where Delta's headquarters is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, so let's go back uh, to the beginning. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. I'm sitting here in the gathering space of Queen of Peace Parish, which my wonderful brother, Monsignor Tom, is the pastor. Mm-hmm. So the Rome pilgrimage, your daughters are in Rome because one man answered the call to become a priest, which is my brother, who then studied over in Rome, who then, my mom and dad, who are super generous and wise, said, all of you have to go and see your brother in Rome. Mm. So at 18 years old of my senior year, I went over to see my brother. And I spent eight days in Rome and my life was changed. It was changed because something was awakened in me. I always loved history. I was always attracted to, th- to, to the faith. But it was then that all of a sudden this happened. And then when I started teaching again at St. Mary's, I remembered back to my time in Rome, and I wanted to go back to Rome. And as a Catholic high school teacher, I wasn't going to all of a sudden uh, pay to go back to Rome. I was going to get a bunch of students to come with me and go back to Rome. And so the very first time was in 2001. Um, I took the kids from St. Mary's. There was 27 or 28 of the kids, and I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) Um, But the Lord did. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful time. And even though it was stressful, a month after we had gotten back, a number of my students came to me and said, Mr. we can't thank you enough. It was amazing. Mm. I still remember one young man. uh, Derek Kuntz was his name. 
and he was not uh, uh, the angel type like many of us were in high school. <laughs> and he said, Mr. Rickard, I, I will never forget as we were at the Feast of Corpus Christi and we're leaving St. John Lateran having had mass with John Paul II mm. and he's on his mobile processing with the Blessed Sacrament and I'm running beside it 10 feet from him running beside it. There he is praying, adoring the Blessed Sacrament, and uh, me and nuns are running into each other. It was the coolest <laughs> thing in the whole world. Yeah. I was like with Peter, I was with uh, the Lord, and I'm rubbing elbows with nuns like it's a football game. <laughs> and it awakened something in this young man's heart yeah. oh. that I am very proud to be part of the Catholic faith, and I'm proud to be faithful. Uh-huh. And, and you hope that sticks. Fast forward, from 2001, it's, uh, it was just at St. Mary's until 2009, and then Dickinson Trinity started coming. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, Bishop Ryan started coming in 2009, and then in 2010, Dickinson Trinity started coming. Mm-hmm. And then this guy by the name of Archbishop Aquila pulled me aside in 2011, 2012, and said, we can see what's happening with these high school kids in the Rome pilgrimage. You need to start taking Shanley from Fargo. Huh. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. And he said, you'll figure it out. And we did. <laughs> Wow. And so now we have, on average, 140 to 150 uh, yeah. people, which is three full buses. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a bit of an army. When you're, yeah. walking, when you're walking through Rome and you have 150 uh, kids from <laughs> North Dakota, the, the Italians, like, they start screaming, the, the barbarians are back. <laughs> Visigoths, here they come. <laughs> so that, 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 that's, that's where we're at. But... Uh, yeah, it's something just very, very powerful. Yeah, yeah, beautiful growth to see that. And, um, you know, I've, my, I said my daughter, my, our oldest daughter is there now. Our oldest son went several years ago. And I think just hearing you talk is some of the sentiments that he echoed in that of like, <laughs> like yeah, like the nuns and I were racing to get up to the Pope and, you know, um, just all the sights that they get to see, which we can get to uh, in a little bit. And in the the few minutes I got to talk to my daughter the other night, the one time she called home, which is fine. I'm like, oh, you know, no news is good news. But, mm-hmm. you know, she just casually mentions that they saw the head of St. Catherine. Yep. That day, you know, like it was no big deal. Uh, and so just just beautiful, you know, uh, in that. So I I just can't help but think, like whoa where you started and now it's like quadrupled in size Jerome it's just amazing yeah just just beautiful the the growth in that and I think um you know being in the school and working there and there's such an excitement for that yes Yes. you know that it's something kids look forward to I've had the privilege to take students to DC for the March for Life pilgrimage for a number of years and and seeing that change and grow and then um you know there's there's certain excitement around that and kids look forward to it and and just seeing that with the Rome pilgrimage because there's something valuable there, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, like it's not, the kids know it's not a vacation. It's not a trip. Yeah. There's going to be hardships. And we sure. tell them all those things. But the beautiful thing of it is that they're like, I want it. Yep. Right? There's that desire there. Absolutely, they do. So true. Yeah. They, they're, they're no different than the rest of us. We yeah. want to be who we were made to be. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes not that easy to get there. But that, that's like anything else in our life. And so I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm humbled to see what the Lord's done with it. And, and uh, here after break, I, I want to talk about what it's done for vocations. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can name for you right now, just sitting here, probably about eight young priests that it's because of their time on the Rome pilgrimage wow. 
that it all of a sudden sparked for him. Correct. And yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. And in the in the relationships that are made, um, you know, your your good mm. brother Monsignor Richter earlier talked about having that relationship with Jesus and how yep. important that is. That that evokes that relationship with Jesus, the relationship with the church, the relationship with their chaplains, with their classmates, mm -hmm. with you know students from other schools. That that fellowship that comes, I think, is mm -hmm. also just such a beautiful gift um, that this pilgrimage is for our for our students. Totally. So, uh, listeners, don't go away. We do need to take a quick break, but uh, Mr. Jerome Richter is going to be with us, and we're going to continue to talk about the Rising Senior Rome pilgrimage right after we come back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. Hi, this is Ben Frost from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota. I work with adult evangelization. I'm also a father of five children. And for me, I'm just so blessed to have Real Presence Radio in our area because the reality is, is life gets very busy. Uh, the many blessings of working in the church and also raising five children and being a husband. But sometimes I just need times to refuel and to just be present to the Lord. So for me, it's just such a blessing to go into my car in the busyness of my day and to turn on Real Presence Radio. And it really renews me. It fills me with the Holy Spirit. It helps me to be a better father, helps me to be a better husband, and it helps me to be a better worker for our church. So I'm just very blessed that we have Real Presence Radio and we continue just to pray for the Lord's blessings and support for all of their amazing work. Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. We are back on the air and we're having a ball. Oh. Jerome, there are some Rome pilgrimage stories that he's going to share with us and others that he's not. That he's not hold in. So. Oh, dear listeners, thank you for staying with us. Uh, we have a little bit of our show left. It's, uh, we're sad to see it so quickly going this morning. We've had beautiful guests. Um, and continuing with us in this segment is Mr. Jerome Richter. He is the Executive Vice President at the University of Mary in Bismarck. And we were visiting um, before the break, Jerome, about the history of the Rome pilgrimage, which really started in 2001. And here we are in 2023. Um, and it's going at, at, at such a, a pace that 
you know, it's happening without you even physically being there this year because you're here with us today and yeah. the pilgrims are in Rome, um, which I think is, is a real testament to just the, the longevity and, and the fact that when you do something well and when God is involved, mm-hmm. uh, he'll make it happen if he yeah. wants it to happen. So maybe uh, for our listeners that aren't familiar with the pilgrimage, um, a little bit about who goes, how long do they go, where do they go, what happens in these days? Very good. So uh, we always try to put it into the same time frame. So it's June 16th. Uh, the students from the four Catholic high schools in North Dakota, so you have St. Mary's, you have Bishop Ryan, you have Dickinson Trinity, you have Fargo Shanley, and then we also allow uh, East Grand Forks, mm-hmm. right? So it's on the Minnesota side, but it's up in Grand Forks. And uh, Tim Brook, mm-hmm. Tim Brook, a Dickinson Trinity boy, is the principal up there, and he came on the pilgrimage many, many years ago yes. and always wanted to come with. And so I've always allowed him to bring five or six students with, especially if we had space. So we call it, right, the Rising Seniors Rome Pilgrimage for the Catholic schools in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. But we also have East Grand Forks. Anyway, um, from that, what we do is we have them come to the University of Mary campus in Bismarck mm-hmm. on the 16th of June. Mm-hmm. And then for a day and a half, we do a full-scale boot camp training, here we go. Because when you're 140, 150 people, you need to be able to move dang near like a military unit. And mm-hmm. so uh, we have three buses, then we have a leader for each of the buses, uh, everybody so that we can know this there gets a number. And literally, like we're in the middle of Rome, we can count off and we can yeah. know who's missing. And the, the students take it very seriously. We train them up on basic Italian. We train them up on the basic history. Uh, we teach them all how, how to enter a church appropriately, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. things are different over there. We, we, we explain to them how communion, uh, uh, the reception of communion works over in Italy because it's different than here. We don't, they don't line up. They just like keep going. <laughs> uh, we, oh. we talk about all of the history of the Roman Empire and how all of this is coming together. And so we get them well prepared. And then we send them back to their uh, homes, and then they fly out from their perspective, uh, respective cities, mm-hmm. and then we all meet over in Rome. And it's a miracle, like this year, that everybody made it, and they made it on time. And, and no lost luggage. It's one, uh, I, that was a miracle, and I heard everybody's bags were there. It's, an, the it's incredible. Yeah. So then they get to Rome, our campus in Rome, and then from there they spend the first seven, eight days just in Rome, seeing everything Rome, uh, going to an audience with the Holy Father this year because of uh, the Holy Father's health, they weren't able to. And then we head north after that to Assisi, and that's kind of, if you will, our headquarters for a few days, Mm -hmm. where we go off to Orvieto, we go up to Siena, we go up to other cities, and almost all of them have a Eucharistic miracle Mm -hmm. that is connected with them. And then finally, on the uh, 28th, we come back down to Rome, and then we spend the last day in Rome on the 29th, the Feast of Peter and Paul, have Mass with the Holy Father, and then fly back on the 30th. Now, within that whole time, they're being taught by their own chaplains and own teachers, right? And so when I'm with, right, I'm leading the whole thing and kind of taking the point there, and I'm an old history teacher, so I love the historical side, but to have a Father Bauk, who's our chaplain now at the University mm-hmm. of Mary, who was a chaplain previously at St. Mary's, who's a graduate of Dickinson Trinity. Former student of mine, right? yes, yeah. So, He's one of the best tour guides ever. And then you have uh, Father Gregory Crane, who's up at Bishop Ryan, uh, just a fabulous teacher. And you can go down the line with all the young priests. Yeah. And, and then you just, you let history and beauty speak to him. Pope Benedict said uh, a number of years ago, what is, what is the way that people are going to come to the faith? Through two things, through beauty and the lives of the saints. Mm. 
And what are the two things that we're spending the majority mm -hmm. of our time with over there? Mm -hmm. Telling the stories of the saints, St. Francis, St. Catherine of Siena, St. Benedict. We go up to Subiaco. Mm -hmm. We see in Monte Cassino, we see the spaces where St. Benedict was, who brought the faith, the Benedictines brought the faith to Western North Dakota. Mm -hmm. You know, all of these things. And it starts to speak to them, and they have to, they have to ask the question, okay, how do I, how, what's my part in this whole thing called history and eternal salvation, etc.? How do I fit in? And then they start to think about what particularly am I called to do? Yes. And so at 17 years old, going into their senior year, what should every kid be thinking about and praying about? Lord, what are you calling me to? Yes. And so, like I said, I have numerous stories, but I think of uh, two of them that are really, really near and dear to me, uh, Father Doug Krebs and Father Jordan Dosh. Mm -hmm. So these are two young men that I taught in high school, took over to Rome, and both now, because of their experience in Rome, they both know exactly where they were standing and one was sitting when all of a sudden said, okay, Lord, I hear you. Wow. I, th I, I, need, I need to think about it. Now, I could go on with 10 others. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob Dagley and on and on and on. Anyway, now today, what is Father Jordan Dashton? He's the vocation director mm -hmm. for the Diocese of Bismarck. Mm -hmm. What is Father Doug Krebson? He's the canon lawyer for the Diocese of Bismarck. And you start to see it come full circle. And then what was even more beautiful before those guys got those appointments from the bishop is they were high school chaplains who <laughs> took their kids over with me to see all the different sites. And so it's absolutely humbling to see 22 years of this happening yeah. and now having uh, the confidence in the leadership that we have now. Uh, as I said, because of the university's generosity, because of Monsignor Shea's vision and understanding of getting us a campus over there, we can do this. Mm -hmm. and, it, and, it's, and it's just it's just really exciting. And so I've had the privilege, nobody's going to cry for me, but I've had the privilege of taking thousands of people over there. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think this last year, uh, I had the privilege of going three times because I took some donors, wow. I took the high school pilgrimage, and then I took uh, the President's Club to see my uh, nephew's diaconate ordination, mm -hmm. Stephen Vetter, who's now Father Stephen Vetter. But I think I've, I've been over there 34 or something times, and it doesn't get old, <laughs> mainly because I'm with people who are able to see this for the first yes. time. And when you see it through their eyes and you see the faith tangibly, Mm -hmm. It changes everything. Yeah, beautiful. Just a, just a beautiful um, testimony, a beautiful gift that we have here yeah. in, in our yeah. state, in our diocese, for our, our young people to be able to, you know, take advantage of that. Yeah. So um, thank you, Jerome, for saying yes, yes. right, and having that yeah. vision and not, not acting out of fear, but trusting in God's grace and direction yeah. when you first took students 22 years ago. Uh, just, just phenomenal. Amazing. So, uh, we're going to just throw back to uh, the the headquarters. Aaron's going to give us a preview of what's coming up next and later on Real Presence Radio. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. On the next Real Presence Live Tuesday on the Fourth of July, we will be having a Best of Real Presence Live episode where we will replay our best segments from recent Real Presence Live interviews. Tune in to hear from our great guests one more time. Then on Thursday, July sixth, your hosts for Real Presence Live will be Brad Gray and Janine Bitson coming to you live from the Fargo studio. They'll be speaking with Bishop Fola, who is celebrating his 10-year anniversary as Bishop of the Diocese of Fargo. All this and more is coming to you on the next Real Presence Live. Back to you. Mm -hmm. Here we are. End of the show. 
It's been amazing. We've had just a beautiful guest. I just encourage mm-hmm. our listeners if, um, you know, if you didn't have a chance to listen in, you know, because life is busy and sometimes you catch a segment, just to mm-hmm. know that on our website uh, and Real Presence Radio, the replays are always there and you can go back and listen to any of our our live shows and uh, the segments, you can listen live, you can use the app, um, and everything is, is there. So it's, it's nice. I know I've, when I've missed guests in the past and people, I just can go back and cool. listen. So yeah, I love that. And with the Rome pilgrimage, there's a blog that, uh, yes. Jerome, if you want to mention that the blog, if our listener wants to go see mm-hmm. the joy radiating from these kids, cause there hasn't been a picture where they don't show joy. <laughs> <laughs> there's always smiling. Yeah. It, uh, it's, it's very simple. So it's you, Mary Rome.com. Yes. So all, all together, youmaryrome.com. So the letter U, maryrome.com. And you will see the posts Years. that uh, uh, Mr. Dinkle puts up there. Because here's the thing that I didn't say, and I think the listeners would be interested in this. No cell phones. Yes. yes. Absolutely yep. no cell phones. Yep. No electronics whatsoever. No video games. No nothing. Mm-hmm. So these young people are going over. And uh, they really have the chance to experience each other, to experience the voice of God. And so... In that, we want to make sure that parents have a, at least a snapshot into what's happening. So you'd usually post a picture or two each day mm-hmm. and with a little note of what was happening. And then the parents uh, have done it for many years, followed along, knowing what the itinerary is, praying mm-hmm. the same mass mm-hmm. just a little bit later, because they're seven hours behind here, yes. of what their young son or daughter just did. Yeah, it's in beautiful. the same saints, the same mass, the same everything. It's it's just a, a, a beautiful thing. Yes, very very beautiful gift. And so today, uh, we pray with our pilgrims. Kelly and I's yeah. daughters are over yeah. there on this on the solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul, uh, and praying for all those pilgrims as they travel back home tomorrow. Yep. Uh, Kelly, it's been great to be with you great. as always. Thank Jerome, you, thank you for joining us, dear listeners. We hope you have a beautiful solemnity, a beautiful feast day. Pray for us as we'll pray for you. Take care. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and